Well, hi everyone. Um, Barbie and I are really, really pleased to be here to share some of the findings from our latest study that we've done together um, into children's reading. This, this is only a whistle-stop tour because there is so much, so um, we'll, you know, we'll kind of hopefully give you a flavour of it. Um, what I thought I'd do first is give you a bit of context so you could see where this came from. So Egmont's the third largest children's publisher in the UK, and our company purpose is to inspire children to read, to make every child a proud reader. Um, so obviously a big part of this is trying to make sure that we've got something for every child, and part of that's the breadth of our portfolio, which covers magazines and books, as you might know, and all kinds of books, from graphic novels and non-fiction, licensed characters through to fiction, um, new authors and the classics so you know a, a lot of, of everything really um, in the pursuit of encouraging all children to read I think a while ago with the advent of easy access to digital devices we thought that we'd be able to reach a whole lot of new children um, and sort of turn them on to the delights of reading um, perhaps the more reluctant children and so over the years, we've been really kind of experimenting with uh, different digital approaches, as have other children's publishers. And I think it's fair to say that we and all other publishers have, have had really quite limited commercial success so far. Um, However, the children's book market is doing really very well. So last year, it was 20, 22 million pounds up year on year, which is 7%, um, and shares grown steadily. So in, um, I think it was in 2011, the children's book market was 20% of the entire market, and last year it was 25%. All this growth is from print and not from digital. But what we have seen, as everyone will know, is that digital entertainment is very, very dominant in children's lives. It seems to almost demand children's attention, and therefore it challenges lots of other activities, including reading. And just to show you uh, what I mean by that... Um, so I'll try and walk you through it, but this is um, children's weekly activities. So we've got boys on the left and girls on the right. Um, and if you have a look at the boys' chart first, can I draw your attention to the bright blue line that's coming down quite steeply? This shows the percentage of children who have books read to them. Um, and it peaks, as you can see, at three to four years old, and then it drops off quite steeply. Um, so by the age of eight to 10, it's about 42% of boys have books read to them on a weekly basis. You'll see on the right that the girls is broadly similar, although a bit higher. Um, the dark blue line, if you look at that one that sort of follows, you can see there's an apparent link there between parents reading to children, um, so that as parents stop reading, so there seems to be almost a time delay, and then children seem to stop reading too. Um, and as parents and children turn away from reading so regularly, the digital world calls very, very loudly to them, and reading does become challenged oftentimes, and sometimes even replaced by digital entertainment. So we've got this strange situation where we've got children's leisure time really quite dominated by digital entertainment, and yet when children and parents do read, um, the vast majority of them, 72%, say they prefer to read in print. So why is this? Um, and why do e-book sales for children remain really very modest and shrinking, really, whilst print books continue to grow? And just how modest they are, um, I can share with you. So it was only 7% of all children's book sales in 2015 were e-books. Um, and when, within that 7%, 70% were for young adult books. 
So it's really tiny for younger children. So the question we have is, uh, well, that I had really, is that does, children, uh, does print offer children and families something beyond the story itself? And do parents and children respond differently to reading and being read to in print than from a digital device? So these are the questions that I asked Barbie and the team to help me understand. Um, and here, the research objectives, quite straightforward, really, uh, but, but a big question. So to understand if and how parents and children respond differently to reading children's books or magazines, indeed, in print form in comparison with the digital form and other digital content. So I really wanted to know, are there any differences in emotional response, in enjoyment, in engagement, and even in physical response? So... This is what we did, what Family, Kids and Youth did uh, for me. Um, so an in-depth literature review, first of all, of the research on print reading and digital reading, very much focused on any research about parent and child interaction uh, whilst reading. And then for two to seven, so for two to seven-year-old children and their uh, mums, four focus groups um, and six uh, children per group and uh, ethnographic observations as well and then for seven to nine year olds um, we have 19 mother child pairs and family kids and youth worked with their partners Sussex University here um, in the psychology department um, they have a children in tech lab and so we had to look at the physical response more of which later but we were looking at galvanic skin response there so we've got a span of two to nine year old children um, the reason we chose this age group because it covers the sort of really all-important early years when reading to children is, is actually the most common, where their impressions are formed um, and where, I suppose, a love of reading can begin to take root and grow. And it moves through to the transitional years, really, where control of reading shifts from parent to child a bit more. So we're looking at, uh, across the whole study, to, uh, two to nines. The first thing I want to share with you is what parents and children felt about reading per se. So this is not digging into anything particularly about print or digital, but about reading itself. Um, and what we found was that reading with children is a highly, highly emotional experience, both for parent and for child. Um, there were no differences in terms of the age or the gender of the child in that emotional response. Um, so mums told us that reading with their children feels very nurturing and very bonding. It's real sort of cuddly time. Uh, contributes to a feeling of a really nice, safe and happy home. And these warm feelings that they talked about very much echoed by the children themselves. And what we found was that many, many parents feel so guilty about lack of time that they're able to spend with their children, lack of what they see as true family time. And reading provides these quality moments at the end of the day, especially with focused attention on their children. Children. And several, as you'll see from a film later, several talked about their children opening up and telling them about what happened in their day. So it seemed to create an opportunity for closeness. Um, reading with children is actually a very positive and affirming experience for parents. It makes them feel like they're really good parents. Um, we had some mums saying, I feel like I'm a good mum, a real mum, a nurturing and a caring mum. And, you know, they feel really very proud of themselves when they're spending their time doing this. So they think they're in, or they hope, they're instilling a love of reading in their children, reading for pleasure, obviously educational advantage, um, and feeding their child's imagination. So it's a, it's a highly emotional experience, a very positive experience. And quite a lot linked to parents' own memories of their own childhood, actually, their nostalgia. Um, so 
parents' propensity to read to their uh, children is closely linked to their own memories of being read to when they were children themselves. So they recalled feelings of enjoyment. They talked about being held by their parents, um, the fun of uh, talking about the story together, and spontaneous words that came up with things like loved, I felt loved, I felt safe, secure, happy, very close to their parents. So as I said, for both parents and for children, a very emotional, powerful emotional response. And um, some nice little quotes here that you can just get a sense of how strongly those feelings come through. So real sense of pride and joy and warmth and special times, safe and secure and nurtured. Um, so they, they really very clearly um, sort of very much enjoy reading with their children and they feel that there's a benefit and a real positivity around reading per se. But what we wanted to kind of dig into was is there a difference, as I said, between reading from a print book and reading from a screen? And so the focus groups that we did, the ethnography and the galvanic skin response all show that there is a difference. And the first thing I'm going to talk to you about is a... Um, bit about the galvanic skin response and some ethnography, the first bit of the ethnography. Um, so you may or may not know, forgive me if you know, but I'll just say the galvanic skin response basically measures sweating um, to indicate emotional arousal. So there are a lot of sweat glands in your hands and obviously sweating is not under conscious control. So it's a very useful addition to ethnography in groups. Um, and what it does is indicating activity in your forebrain really. And that is the part of the brain that controls lots and lots of things, but um, it controls our higher abstract thought. It controls our logic, our speech, our emotions. And obviously you, you can't as I said, you can't control sweating, so it's picking up what's going on. This was originally used by Jung, um, and he did a study where he list, made a list of words with his, uh, the person he was, he was um, examining, and he noted that if a word had some emotional resonance was important, then the skin responded. So simply put, I think we can say that increases in skin conductance really indicate a higher emotional arousal. But it's really important that that arousal can be positive or negative. It's just like you can think either excitement or stress, you know, it's, it's a heightened response that it's picking up on. So in this part of the study, we gave the children free choice of two Egmont books, Barry Loser or Mr. Gum. Um, and then they read one chapter on a device and one chapter in print in randomized order. Um, and the mums read as well. And we filmed them while they were doing this and, and we measured them. So when they were hooked up to this uh, responder, they were being measured and also being filmed at the same time. So here we've got 19 mother-child pairs. So we've got 38 lots of video and responses to look at. And I can show you the first thing to say. It's a strange graph, but this is what we get from the academics at Sussex. Um, so the results were different, as you can see. Um, the green line's the e-book, and it tells us that there's a slightly higher arousal than with print, reducing slightly over time, but not a lot. Um, we, perhaps this indicates excitement, more anticipation of reading digitally. I kind of think of it as like more buzz, you know, more sort of ooh, excitement. Um, but as I said, arousal can be negative. So it could also be prompted by frustration or adrenaline, different things. So Barbie's going to pick on, uh, up on that in a bit, actually. Um, but what you can see is the skin response in the red line um, to, to print reduces a little bit more over time and it dips at two minutes. So they're different. 
a kind of what to make of that is, is quite difficult. And when we've talked with Sussex, what we've, um, we can find some answers, I think, or indications through the ethnography. Um, a key finding from this study has been that print books enable closer physical contact between parent and child. So it's easier to put your arms around, and you might have seen the child was on the outside of the arm where it's easier to be inside um, with a print book. So not always, but often enough to be different and noticed. Um, it seems that devices can be a barrier sometimes to physical closeness. And this increased touching is absolutely key to the difference between print and digital. Um, obviously, when we're touched, we release oxytocin, the cuddle hormone, and that's all, all important for bonding. So that's something to, to remember. Now, as I said, the, uh, while they were hooked up to this device measuring their sweat, um, the ethnographers were also they were being filmed, and the ethnographers picked through all these films looking for signs of emotional attachment. Um, so positive emotion and interaction, like facial expressions, how much they're touching, eye contact, showing affection, and so on. And if you have a look on the left, what you can see is the average findings from reading in print. Mum's in the blue and the child's in the orange. And what you can see is that they found that um, emotional warmth, indicators of that, rise over time. So as they get into the story, warmth and positivity seem to increase. In contrast, when you look on the right, you can see reading from the ebook, the emotional warmth drops over the same period of time. Well, I think it's interesting, you can see that the scores are a little bit higher for the ebook at first, and we think maybe this is the anticipation of reading digitally, the excitement. You know, kids really associate screens with a great deal of fun, maybe it's a novel experience, and yet despite that, the warmth drops over time. So if we kind of loop that back to the galvanic skin response with print, um, we can have a look at what the drop in arousal might mean. It's quite helpful, I think, if we put them side by side, and that's what we did when we talked with um, uh, we talked with Sussex. So, if you put the first um, put the as I said, put them side by side, um, what you can see is the shape of the graphs. That's what they're very excited about. They're obviously on different scales. They're obviously measuring entirely different things, but the trajectories are different. So what we see is with print, positive engagement is growing as the skin response or the arousal or the buzz is decreasing. So if we go back to what I said before about the physical closeness and the importance of touching um, and the release of oxytocin, what we think is these findings indicate something about the very calming nature of being read to in print. So um, that's my little bit. I'm now going to hand over to Barbie, who's going to take you through the rest of the findings. And um, yes, yeah, so, so I'm going to sort of look at really a little bit more about at the uh, research we did um, with children and with families that looked at print versus digital. And Alison's just referred to that very calming nature, which is something that came through all the time, the calming nature for both mum and child of being read to. And I saw some research yesterday that said it's really good for dogs to be read to because it really calms them down. So this is obviously a bit of research that's going to go quite away. We haven't yet done dogs and digital, but I'm sure it will come. <laughs> um, so I think one of the sort of main things, really, if we just look at print books, and, and, and obviously the two are very important, very much part of children's lives now, and, and indeed mums' lives. And we do find that actually there is this sort of sensory um, thing that goes on, but it's also the nature of children's books, which are absolutely wonderful. I mean, Egmont 
particularly, but also other publishers, of course. Um, and they are textured, they're kind of scratch and sniff, pop up. So children have a lot of opportunity to really interact with the book itself as they're reading it, um, particularly for very young children. And it also, the, it seems to offer, from certainly from the research we did, a much deeper level of engagement. So the child and the mum will actually not just read, but they'll actually talk about the character and they'll come back to the character, they'll come back to the same book all the time. So there's a real sort of conversation um, that, that, that goes on at bedtime, particularly, of course, and it's part of that routine. Um, and, and Alison referred to that kind of, you know, lots of references to cuddling and um, nurturing and bonding and eye contact, which parents described when they talked about this experience for them. And of course, the larger size of the print allows um, a lot of sharing. So we find that, you know, it's not just one child and one parent, but there's often several children being read to at the same time. Um, I think that this probably says quite a lot in that it actually taps into the um, children's uh, key developmental ages, uh, stages. So we know that children love collecting, we know that children love organising things, and we know that particularly children like repetition. They'd like to go over the same thing again. You, those of you with children will know that, that you keep watching the same film, read the same book, and you probably know it off by heart, and you actually have nightmares about it. But it kind of goes on and on and on, and, and, and actually kids love that, and it's really really, really important to them. And that emotional attachment to print um, and the physicality actually jogs memories. Mums, as um, Alison said, reflect on their own childhood. It brings back a lot of warm feelings for them. And they actually want to pass that on to their child. Interestingly, this point we picked up um, when we went, particularly when we did the ethnography in home, we found that parents actually liked the notion of having books lined up. They felt it actually made a statement about them and their children. And it was kind of, I mean, I think we all probably do that a bit, that we have lots of books that we may not have actually read, but we kind of buy and then think we'll read them and we stick them on our, 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 on our bookshelves. And actually that's the case for children's books as well, that parents have a lot of books for their children. And it's kind of quite important that this is shared and seen by others. Now, this next slide, I think, says a lot about what we're trying to say. This particular mum was actually, when we were interviewed, every time we interviewed her and saw her, um, she was breastfeeding her baby, um, who was quite a lively baby. And as she was breastfeeding, if she was reading to the child, she tended to breastfeed the baby and, and, and cuddle the child at the same time. And there was this kind of real nurturing, I mean, amazing sort of image that went on. And when the digital device arrived, she, of course, was sitting by the child. But as you can see, the baby actually, um, and it doesn't show it here, but actually there's another shot where um, the baby comes off the breast and looks at the digital device because, you know, it's kind of so attractive. And I think it says a lot about that nurturing element that we're talking about. So, of course, there are... Um, concerns that Morris actually referred to about um, concerns that mums express and parents express about digital. Um, too much screen time, what's going to happen to their eyesight, um, or will they be overstimulated, it's a terrible distraction, and also um, is the child going to be, um, come, uh, become used to being on their own with it? And I think to some extent that's that is the case, that you know there is this sense that you kind of give the device to the child and they get on with it on their own, whereas with reading you kind of have to have a, a connect. And there is actually conflicting behaviour and attitudes. So most of the parents we talk to, of course, are using tablets. Of course, they're using digital all the time. They love it. The, the ones who are actually using them a lot tend to be much more pro-digital for their kids and wanting to, their kids to read on digital than, than those that aren't. 
And I think that's a kind of a key thing because um, obviously parents describe themselves as being incredibly busy, they don't have time the whole time, and there really is a place for digital, um, and many, many are using it for that reason. Interestingly, of course, um, there are some brilliant, as we know, apps out there um, which do involve reading, but they also involve a lot of interaction. And there is this kind of um, almost confusion now about what is reading and what's a game. And, you know, often the two will be um, conflated, I think. So um, as digital apps for children have become, I mean, I remember standing here about six years ago and saying, you know, actually, um, there's a huge market for educational apps, and but there's nothing out there. And now suddenly there's some wonderful, wonderful apps for children. Um, and I think that's, we all know that, that there's some fantastic um, means of actually allowing children to interact, to read, to look at things. But basically, um, digital is seen as a form of convenience. So for instance, if you go to the doctor, it's great to give your kid um, the, a tablet while you're waiting in the doctor's waiting room for half an hour until you can see your doctor or even an hour sometimes, because then your child was occupied. And there's a real sort of um, admission of that. But it does tend to be that the child is on their own. There's definitely evidence, and there's actually academic evidence in the literature review we did right at the beginning of this exercise, to show that it, it helps boys to read when they're using digital. So we're, we're, we're not saying digital is terrible, we're just saying there's a different sense of um, emotions going on, I think. So we know that um, they're most commonly used um, without their parents, in, certainly in our research and certainly in the literature review we did. We know that digital devices tend not to involve parents as much as books do. When there's a book being read to or a child is being read to, the parent is there. When a child is on digital, um, the, it is very different. There's also a huge element of distraction that goes on. So when the parents in our research were asked to read a book digitally, the child would keep touching the screen and jumping onto something else. They would either look at Google or they would look at something else or they knew where their game was on the digital device and they would actually um, move on quite a lot. So I'm going to um, go quickly through here because we're running out of time and I just want to um, show you this film which I think describes um, quite a lot of what we did. The, with the reading and sitting with her in bed, it's like, oh, I'm going to switch off. Like, yeah, like you said, everything's been done. It's time for me just to be able to enjoy and be mindful of being her mum. And, yeah, I love it. Sometimes we get dressing and roll if we're cold, snuggle up, and then it makes me feel like uh, I can lay down after a nice busy day and have a lovely sleep. <laughs> <laughs> a halt. Quack, quack. The duck, when I pick them up from school, you ask them how their day is, and they say, oh, I can't remember. Mm. But at that time, when you read the story, it's like everything comes out, and they say, oh, well, when I was at school, and you, you find out things, so it's rewarding. And we can have sort of say what we're thankful for, talk about our day at school. Sometimes we talk about girls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and with the books, you've got the pop-up books, you've got yeah. Scratch and Sniff, you've yeah. got the Touchy There's a whole yeah. range of different yeah. ideas that you can get with a book rather than with digital. Yeah, she's very old-fashioned here. Something that's also really beautiful about books is that they can be handed down through generations. Yes, definitely. Like this I just like the idea of books, the feel of books, going through them, mm. sieving through them. It's just a nice feel, opposed to just picking up a tablet for everything. It's lovely, but I'm like, isn't it funny how times change from like the days kids were playing on the street playing conkers and now they're like staring into this iPad. Of course, going to read with your child, 
on the iPad, then if you try up my son, then he'll be like, no, I don't want to do that, I'm going to play a game. Yeah, don't press that button, please. I think for me as well, like I said, it's the interactive. Like, mm -hmm. you like, you can't not gonna get a pop up digital. Right? Yeah, you don't yeah. get a pop up, but you get like a press, so it'll be yeah. like. So it's the not words, the words sort of it's, it's like a game then. It's exactly like a game. It's not like a book. Well, it's like a book, but you're interactive with the little book. It depends if you've got the time to sit there. It depends on how your life works. I think the tab is good for if mum wants to wash the dishes and the kid wants to do that for five minutes. But if you want to sit down and interact with a child, it's better you with a book. Mm -hmm. But if you want to like. Something tough I've something the same, she's got her leap pad, so, you know, I can't read all the time. It's like a modern day nanny, isn't it? Stop! Pong! Even after some of the stories, they like got activities, and do you remember what happened in this bit? You tap on each of the fruits and vegetables to help collect them. It's great that I'm full up and just throw my iPad. I've got it on my phone if I'm at the doctor's surgery. Like I said, I'm pro digital, um, you know, as well as, as you can see, books as well. Okay, that's it. So I think we've got time for one question. Hi, um, so much seems to be driven by um, almost the nostalgic desire for physical books from the parents. Um, and actually the emotional response seemed to be, it seemed to be driven by the parents. I was wondering if you, if you thought that uh, the, the current generation of digital natives, as they get older and they have children, do you think that, um, that these findings will still stay true? Do you think that the, the, the print books will still have that emotional resonance? Or do you think that um, as that sense of nostalgia to physical books disappears, that so will the um, emotional connection with physical? I think um, I think what's interesting is that is the fi uh, the figures that um, Alison quoted that print books for children are actually rising and digital is sort of really static. It's not actually rising at all. So I think there does seem to be a sense of children actually asking for books. Um, it's a good point, and I guess we will never know until we're um, a little bit older. But um, yeah, I, I I think it is interesting that the the number of print books um, are increasing year on year. I think is that right? I've talked about the, um, uh, the work that Sussex University did, sorry, um, with 79-year-olds. Um, children there actually said when they were asked afterwards, they'd read from print and they'd read from the screen, and then they were asked afterwards which they preferred. The vast majority said they preferred reading from